help. We don't have enough roads to get up to 88. Roads? Where we're going, we don't need roads. All right. Colin and Josh here, Indiana Runner Podcast. Uh, never too early to think about next cross-country season and even the cross-country season after that. This is our <laughs> too early preview. We're going to go through the girls. This is the first one we're going to release because 2024 is a girls' first year. Uh, INCC Stats has updated its projections. This is currently December of 2023. They've updated projections for 2024 and 2025, uh, the latter of which is based on how uh, athletics work is probably not super accurate. Uh, let's go, Josh, regional by regional. There are five of them. We're going to list the top five teams and then one storyline from each regional. And then you and I are going to highlight a team outside of our top five. We may overlap there. We have not uh, we have not revealed our outside the top five teams to each other. And then with whatever time we have left over, we'll go through the team title contenders uh, and then even talk about 2025 and to hear that extra stuff uh, with whatever time we don't have left over, you can go to our Patreon, which is a subscription service, get exclusive and early access to a lot of our things, patreon.com slash Indiana runner. Uh, it's $5 a month, or you can uh, buy for the whole year, or you can do a seven day free trial. And we're gonna have a lot of good stuff coming up with uh, track previews. And of course, we're doing the cross country preview a year or two years in advance. Are you ready? I'm so ready. Okay. Let's start in the Northeast, the New Haven Regional. Top five teams, Homestead, Concordia, Carroll, East Noble, and Warsaw. Those teams should sound familiar. Those were the five that made it this past year. To me, it seems like three juggernauts, Homestead, Concordia, and Carroll. I think we're going to see those three at the state meet until uh, uh, the boundaries of the state change, maybe. Uh, and then two other repeats there, East Noble and Warsaw. My storyline here is that it's kind of boring because it seems straightforward, like those are going to be the top five. Do you agree with that? Yeah, I do agree. Um, I guess to preface this whole episode, I heard whatever we say here is gospel. Nothing, especially for 2025, this is, we're, we're looking to the future. It's going to happen for sure. Um, we've, we've been to the DeLorean. We've been, we've gone, exactly. we've gone to the future and come back. And this is what happens. Um, I'd say Warsaw is probably the most vulnerable, but also like they're really well coached. They have the tradition. So I, I wouldn't bet against them. And so it's hard to see any, but this top five make it to the state meet. Yeah. I mean, I, I guess what makes Warsaw vulnerable is that Joey Rastrelli, who's been their front runner for so long now, uh, although didn't run her freshman year and then was the number one runner uh, the last three years of high school and, and she's graduating. So they're not going to have that security up front of someone that even if she doesn't run as well, uh, and Taylor and I talked about this on the boys preview, except we haven't because it hasn't been released yet. Uh, sometimes we don't record them in this right order. <laughs> that when you have that level of security, that that really helps the team out because a great race from her finishes first in the regional and an awful race from her finishes 11th in the regional, which scores seven points, which means it only costs them six versus someone at the back half of the lineup 
the back half of scoring, that could be a huge, a huge swing. And they won't have that front running or that that security. Yeah. Does she have two younger sisters now on the team? I she certainly has another sister on the team. Um, and I I think there's another one, but I don't know what grade she's in currently and what grade she'll be in next year. But I, I think there's at least three Rastrelli sisters. So would you talking about like the makeup of a team, uh, a state qualifying team or even a title contending team? Would you? I guess there's a ton of things I could lay out here, but just off the top of my head, like would you prefer a front runner with good depth? Would you prefer? You know, five guys or girls who are, you know, good but not unbelievable. Would you rather have seniors? Like, what kind of things? I mean, I think across, are you looking to check across the board? I would, especially in the cross country season, track sometimes could get a little dicier with seniors because of just senioritis. And I mean, the kids are going to be locked in. If say you're a title contender, if you could win the four by eight or you could win the overall, we didn't have any senioritis problems last year on the team that you and I coach, um, but we were a title contender. Uh, so I I would rather have seniors for sure. They're older, experienced, uh, can run more theoretically if, if you let them because they've run in the past. I, I'd also rather have a front runner probably than great depth especially coming into the season because maybe we can realistically or reasonably presume that we're going to get somebody in that if we know we've got someone that's going to help us to score four, I would, I would take that. Um, and and we kind of in the boys preview, which will be coming later, but you know, we've, we've been into the future and seen all this. Uh, we kind of get into that, that like of all these boys title contender teams, which it's hard to say which team would you want to be because I coach one of the teams, but I, I think I phrase it as like, which roster composition do you like the best? And we'll get into that here on the girls side. Um, and that's what Taylor was like. Well, one of these teams has a, has a legit front runner. Uh, Warsaw 51% chance to make it. So not as straightforward. Cause if you remember back to last year, heading into the season, I think all the top five teams had above a 95% chance to make it to the state meet. And then eventually, ultimately it was those, those five teams who, who outside of the top five is your team to highlight? Mine is Columbia city. Uh, kind out, of Derek go there we go. Um, kind of going off what you just said about front running. Like they have a, a freshman and a sophomore coming back who, we're top 25 in the regional this past year, expecting to be much higher the next year. And that's just much easier uh, two to build around than, you know, question marks, you know, one through five. So I think building around those two, that would be my choice, my pick to to sneak into the top five. And we we said it seems straightforward, but as, as we're looking at the numbers here, it's not in the 90% for all of those teams to make it. So Warsaw, 50% chance to qualify for the state meet and East Noble, 82% chance, even though they're not ranked that much higher than Warsaw. So some of that comes into the depth versus just what is your top five, uh, your rating based on the top five runners. Columbia City is at 20%. Uh, Huntington North is in there as well. My team outside of the top five 
that I'm kind of keeping an eye on is Norwell. Norwell doesn't have as high of a percentage chance to make it. And you you prefaced it by saying that uh, we know everything and, and we uh, are above uh, any sort of suspicion here. Uh, you got to take exactly what we say as the truth. Uh, obviously, these numbers are just numbers and they don't run the races on spreadsheets. Norwell, 1.6% chance to make it. S ranked 68th in the state based on returners uh, and the formulas projecting forward to next year, which on the boys' side have certainly changed. On the girls' side, I think have changed, but but not as much so. Norwell, 11th ranked team in the New Haven semi-state. Here's why I'm watching Norwell. They were third in the middle school state meet in the big mm -hmm. school division. Behind okay. one of the teams was Westfield. And I can't quite remember who the other one was. It might have been Maple Creek, which is a, a Carroll feeder. Norwell was third at that meet. I'm going to try to look that up and, and shout it out later in the in the podcast here. And their top three were eighth graders. Wow. So that okay. could be – none of them were, like, at the very, very front. And we'll get into some of these teams that we can reasonably assume – are going to have an influx of, of difference makers, maybe big time difference makers coming in uh, to their school districts next year. Norwell didn't have any of those, but like we saw with Homestead this year, not that Norwell's going to win the state championship, but just having multiple eighth graders, multiple incoming freshmen that are ready to contribute right away can really turn a program around. And I just, and I've got kind of like, have always kind of kept an eye on them the last few years. The um, a guy I went to high school with that was like the number one runner my freshman year as a senior. Uh, his wife is a girls coach at Norwell. I think he's the boys coach, or maybe his wife is the coach of both, and he uh, helps out. So just like a uh, not even a, a high school friend of mine. I mean, he was he was a senior when I was a freshman, but uh, somebody that I went to high school with. So kind of a connection there, and we're all we're all connected, right? We're all connected. Let me let me get into my tiers quickly here that I scribbled out. Uh, heading into next year, here's what I put. Locks, Homestead, Concordia, Carroll, Contenders, East Noble, Warsaw, Huntington, Columbia City, Northrup, and Dwinger, and Norwell. Norwell, maybe Norwell's more of a Lloyd Christmas. Yeah, no, I think that's, that's pretty spot on. Um, I wish there was a way... Obviously, it'd be a lot more work for INCC stats to, to factor in some of the eighth grade performances, like especially on the girls' side. It seems to, as of late at least, made more of a difference. Yeah, uh, the only way that you could maybe do that would be taking track times. Yeah. Um, and, and really 1,600, I guess. Uh, let's move on. New Prairie Girls Regional. Top five teams, Valpo, Morgan Township, Lake Central, Northridge, and Penn. My storyline out of this one, this would be three in a row for Morgan Township if they were to make it, and it looks pretty, pretty, pretty good. Morgan Township's enrollment, 245. What do you make of that? That's it's amazing. Um, not only could they make it, they could definitely win this regional. Uh, mm -hmm. They got two, two girls who could be in the top five individually in this regional. Uh, they just keep, uh, keep reloading, keep progressing. 
I was looking also looking at uh, the state meet for for middle school. It looked like they had at least one or two girls, um, maybe seventh graders coming down the pipeline as well. So you know, this year is looking really bright and future continues to look bright as well. Yeah, I mean, it's always Morgan Township is in Valparaiso. Always going to be hard for a school of 245 to keep up with a school of 2,450. More or less, a rough estimate on Valpo. Um, can they make it three years in a row? 93.5% chance to make it per INCC stats, which is pretty good. And Morgan, despite only having... 245 kids in the school uh, this year from the IHSA numbers, they actually have some depth too. And like you talked about, they're going to be getting in some uh, middle schoolers here this year, this upcoming year, and, and even the next year. They had some good seventh and eighth graders. And I think there's at least one, it's going to have to be families, right? When you've got a school that small, you're going to need to get multiple kids from the same family even twins to help you out and they've they've got that over there in in morgan yeah and i mean we've seen this to a certain degree obviously we have a lot more depth to draw upon but if you can get one or two per class like you can put five together you know over that four-year span so and they're they're getting them in it's yeah it's funny that you mentioned that because uh i remember several years ago uh you said where where we work or uh, our our depth and you and I coach at Carmel that uh, Carmel won the state championship in boys cross country and uh, Westview boys were third and I think Derek had posted something like uh, you know there are actually more boys on the cross country team at Carmel than there are total boys at Westview High School wow and there may be more boys and girls combined there may be more kids running cross country at carmel high school than there are total kids at morgan township yeah no i think you're probably right uh what's your team then outside of the top five to look at here um it seems like the the fifth spot is pretty pretty open um possibly the fourth a lot of the teams in the five are either large or have some decent tradition going so those five seem pretty solid, but my one that I think could get in is Goshen. We got one senior and two juniors as front runners who are both all three likely to get in the top 40 in the regional. Um, I just, I prefer that both the senior, the upperclassmen led, and then also the, the front running. You have three girls to build upon who are going to be reliable. Um, you just need to find two more. Um, and I think, I think they can do it. Okay, so we went uh, with similar thinking here for our team outside of the top five. Again, top five in this regional projected Valparaiso, Morgan Township, Lake Central, Northridge, and Penn. And those do seem pretty solid, uh, especially with the tradition there at Northridge and at Penn. I picked Laporte. Laporte mm -hmm. has five girls in the top thousand more or less INCC stats ranked between 900 and a thousand individuals in their two boys and girls uh, preseason projections. They're all seniors. They're all seniors. They've got some upside on the roster, but progress isn't always linear and it isn't always guaranteed. 
but I, I just, that's a team that I think could get into it. And like you said, the top three seem pretty solid. Here's my tiers that I put. Locks, Valpo, likely Morgan Township, and Lake Central. Really, Morgan should be a lock, but just based on the fact that there's only like eight girls on the team, it's hard to versus a school like Valpo or Lake Central where you, you just know there's 45 of them. They'll find somebody. So Locks, Valpo, highly likely Morgan Township and Lake Central. Contenders, Penn, Northridge, Chesterton, Portage, Crown Point, Laporte, and Goshen. And my team in there was Laporte. You said Goshen. Goshen's interesting. They've had success on the boys' side in the last uh, several years, including I think a top 10 finish one year. Multiple All-State athletes haven't quite seen the success there on the girls' side. Laporte. 15.8% chance to make the state meet. They're ranked seventh in the New Prairie Regional. And then Goshen, 5.6%. But it's it's really sprinkled in there, the percentage chances. It's not like a bunch in the five or so in the 90s. Yeah, I, I really actually, now that you've laid out your, your reasoning for your pick, I really like that pick, the Laporte pick. I think, I mean, it's one thing to have a senior or two up front I mean, obviously the more senior leadership you can have the better but if you've got five plus girls that have been there all four years together they're now seniors they're heading into the season like let's just go do it let's see what we can do together we have one last year um i think that's pretty powerful especially when you and i have, have both coached now multiple seasons of of each sport like motivation is just higher in the summer and the fall and it's easier to get out and run and train and it's easier to get together than it is in the winter and the the spring especially for seniors so i i think that's an interesting team uh for potential advancement in yeah in 20 i almost said 2023 sometimes these years <laughs> feel fake in in 2024 uh you ready to move down to central indiana Let's do it. Okay. Brownsburg Regional. Top five projected teams, Carmel, Zionsville, North Central, Brebuff, and Brownsburg. Uh, four of those teams made it last year. One of them was very, very close in sixth. So my storyline here, could the Brebuff girls go from out of the state meet this past season to the podium next season? Could they? Yes, they could. Um, do we know that they <laughs> – we know what happens, but we don't want to spoil it. Um, they're really good through three, uh, solid through four. They have like three, I think, that will be in the top 20 in this regional, which is a really good regional. Uh, but I think they may lack the depth to ultimately push them on to, to the podium. Um, and just like you said, they didn't make it last year. I feel like there, there is something to say about – experience having been there um even though it is kind of just another meet it's also kind of not so i think they'll make it to state but podium i think is a little bit of a stretch here's what i put locks for the tiers locks carmel north central zionsville contenders Burbuff, chatard brownsburg and harrison i I think Burbuff's got a pretty good chance. Like you said, they've got up front, they're very strong. They don't have quite the same amount of depth 
it hasn't been that long that Burbuff was a title contender on the girls' side. And unlike these big public high schools, we just don't know who's going to go to Burbuff next year. There's there's legitimately no feeder schools at all. And they're in the small school uh, girls' middle school state championship, which they run the morning of the uh, Laverne Twilight meet. So like early, early October or late September. Uh, one, two finish from two girls, one in eighth grade, one in seventh grade sisters from a small Catholic school in Westfield. Hmm. So where are those girls going to go to school? I don't know. They could go to Westfield. They could go to Chatard. They could go to Garen. They could go to Cathedral. They could go to mm-hmm. North Central. They 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 can go to Carmel if they live in Carmel, but they don't. Um, and that's the only way. Any school district in the state, you can pay tuition to go there except for Carmel. To go mm-hmm. to Carmel High School, you must live within the boundaries of Carmel Clay Schools. You must live in Clay Township. So that you know if they get those two girls over the next two years and then there's another girl that has run cross country in the past didn't run this past year for Burbuff, um but she's run under 530 for 1600 so if you throw her in there you know it's like that drops off after three if you throw her in there and now it's a it's a top four then then they go from a contender to likely if if not a lock yeah definitely and they were interesting i'll go ahead they were interesting because last year they just they brought those a couple girls back at the very very end of the season and 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 they nearly made it and they got beat by Harrison and Harrison's a hard team to beat because they're so well coached. Yeah, absolutely. I was gonna say it's interesting the the two middle schoolers who have a lot of options of where they could go. Um, I'm just thinking like putting myself in their shoes like be it's tough to like a tough decision to make as an eighth grader. Um, I understand like why you know, the reasoning behind it and where they're going. But I mean, even just thinking back to the making the decision of where to go to college, I was, that was tough. I couldn't imagine being an eighth grader trying to decide where you're going to go for the next four years. Well, and I don't know anything. I don't know much about this particular situation specifically, but in general, if you go to, if you go to uh Northside middle school in Columbus, or you go to clay middle school in Carmel, You've got a team environment and you've got a coach who has a, a, a decent idea, you know, not, not like the high school coaches maybe, um, but has a good idea of what to do and how to prepare kids and get them ready for uh, a cross country season. But if you go to a tiny school that may not even have a program, you're probably being coached by like a family member or something of, of that nature. And then when you go to high school, if you're going to be at a big time program, that's not an option either. And how well can, can some of these mm. kids or family members give that part of it up and just go to school and, and be on the team that if you go to, you know, at least some of those teams that we mentioned, we know for certain that when you come here, you're on the team and you're going to do what we're doing as a team and not, and not do your own thing. Cause that's not an option at, at these large, you know, these large schools. Yeah. And that's definitely a real, real thing. It, it happens. What uh, what's your team outside of 
Carmel, Zionsville, North Central, Burbuff, and Brownsburg. So I think this is going to be my team for the next two years. I'm, I'm claiming them. And it is Bishop Chittard. Okay. I wrote down Chittard, but I wrote a backup because I was like, Josh is going to pick Chittard. A big Chittard guy. Um, they bring back their top five, who were all freshmen and sophomore last year. Uh, they score four because Julia is going to be definitely in the top five, if not the winner. Um, I think at the Ju regional, she'll be the winner, right? Oh, right. Yeah, true. Yeah, definitely the regional winner. But I think Julia, Grace, and Cece um, will be a lethal, lethal one, two, three punch. Obviously, we'll get into it later, but you know, I think they're on a fringe of, of podium contention this year and next. I, I had written down for Chittard, and I'll, I'll get to my kind of other team, backup team. So there's six, 37.5% chance to make it. You mentioned Julia score. I mean, she they're going to score four because they've got her. Uh, CC Jackson, 59, projected 59th uh, in the entire state. Grace Leppert, 120th. They are all sophomores and juniors. They've got kind of a bit of a drop off after that. To me, it feels like they're they're one short from really pushing some of those teams out. But it's after the the restructuring, it seemed like it kind of evened things out. And in a perfect world, the twenty five best teams would all make it, right? They'd be uh, well ideal by whose standards i mean some people on the message boards would are going crazy about the structuring of the state it seems pretty obvious to me but um chatard is ranked 18th in the state so they are the best team out according to this mm -hmm. incc stats projection and it's it's going to be you know, the teams above them uh burbuff who could be one of the five best teams in the state or they could be totally out after the regional uh, Brownsburg is much larger than Chittard and the regionals run on their home course. And then Chittard, Harrison, who's my team will get into, um, and, and Avon who's gotten in recently, they're all kind of, they're all kind of there. So the team I want to talk about is Harrison. They didn't really seem like much of a contender until suddenly it's, it's, mid to late October. They run well at the sectional. We look at the regional, um, the mock regional meets based on, on sectional performance. And it's like, Oh, this, this team's got a really good chance to make it. And and they do. Uh, I really think this is one of the most well-coached teams in Indiana. Uh, they've got continuity. She coaches them both seasons. I Harrison is like, sometimes we say this about uh, certain teams, like they're just, they're not going to, they're not going to beat themselves. They're not going to shoot themselves in the foot. You you have to beat you have to beat her a team like Harrison. You have to beat them. Yeah, and by the logic you laid out earlier, like they're twenty third. They should, if the twenty five best teams are making it to state, be there. Um, man, there's just like such a good argument you can make for for all these teams. And right now, Burbuff is sitting at fourth, but we're talking about them as being a potential podium contenders like that's just going to be anyone's game yeah and i i think burbuff gets into podium contention with somebody that's 
not currently in that project. If they get somebody that's like a, that runs 520 in eighth grade or runs 520 in track season, but didn't run last cross country season. And then maybe the back end of the podium, the fourth and fifth best teams aren't as good as projected. That's how Burbuff kind of gets in there. 10 minutes to go here, nine minutes to go. Let's get through our last two regionals. We're really doing well. Uh, and then we'll move to more of the title contenders and the 2025 on our Patreon, which you can listen to if you go to our Patreon, uh, P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com slash Indiana Runner. Shelbyville girls, this is typically, well, typically after one year, the hardest uh, the hardest regional to advance from. Looks like Brownsburg may be a little bit tougher this year. Uh, top five at Shelbyville, Hamilton Southeastern, Franklin Central, Noblesville, Westfield, and East Central. My quick storyline here, it seems after the top four, it seems wide open for <laughs> one team to make it. Uh, I do think those top four will make it East central uh, at the fifth ranked team has a 32.6% chance to make it. And then Garen 28.8, Ron Colley 30.3, Mount Vernon 23.7, Center Grove 23.1. So almost like five or even six teams there for one spot. Yeah, that's something I noted. There's six teams between 19 and 28th in the state in this uh, fighting for one spot in this regional. And they're all established programs, larger programs who have had success recently. Um, I'm curious about, not just because it's my alma mater, but Fisher's, I feel like it's been trending up recently. Is that Obviously, your team I'm, outside the top five? It isn't actually, but okay. I wanted to oh, it's I wanted not, to mention. Because um, obviously I would say the boys program has probably been the second best program over the past X amount of years. Uh, and, I mean, they're either Fishers or Columbus North, yeah. Yeah, yeah, top three. Um, can the can the girls catch up to that to any any degree? Um, so my my team outside of the top five, it has one qualifying question: mm-hmm. Can Libby Dowdy literally put all four of her teammates on her back while she runs? <laughs> well, uh, she is also a very accomplished wrestler, so that wouldn't be mm-hmm. an unfamiliar move for her. No, she she can't. Well. Okay. No, I mean she no, she can't. She can't. Is that so is that your team? Because that was my that was my team in the boys. Or that it will is be not my, my team, team in the boys. I've named two teams and neither are my team. Uh my team's Garen. You know, obviously they get a lot of love on this podcast, but just looking at who they got coming back. Um, they don't have a clear low stick, but they have good depth, um, great program, great coaching. They're gonna be really solid. And I feel like they like like I said, with the great coaching, um, the success that they had recently, I think they can sneak into that top five on the right day. And you can hear from their coach at the uh, IAT CCC Coaches mm-hmm. Clinic uh, in early February. He's going to do uh, one presentation. That leads me quickly into my uh, tier for this regional locks, Hamilton Southeastern and Franklin Central, likely Noblesville and Westfield, and then contenders and a little peek behind the curtain. I list these not in the order there on an on INCC stats or alphabetically, I list these teams in the orders that I like them in these tiers. Uh, contenders, Garen, East Central, Ron Colley, Mount Vernon, Center Grove, and Pendleton. Pendleton is my team outside, uh, six minutes to get here, my team outside of the top five, 4.5% chance to make the state meet. Here's why I like them. They've got an athlete coming in that was maybe the best mm. eighth grader in the whole state 
Ava Jarrell on top of that at points looked like a contender. Didn't run as well at the state meet. There's probably, you know, something else going on. But Pendleton could be looking at five, or I'm sorry, two in like the top five at the state meet if both of these girls have really good seasons uh, in 2024. Also, the new format, it kind of seems like everybody's, any team of quality is able to get through the sectional uh, into the regional, but this Noblesville girls regional is going to have HSE, Noblesville, Westfield, Garen, Pendleton, and Fishers. And that's six teams and only five events. Somebody's got to go. Mm-hmm. And that'll be pretty early in the tournament. If as we suspect that Pendleton and Fishers can both be a lot better next year uh, than they were this past year, or as they project in 2023, which we think is likely. Okay. Uh, four minutes to go here. And then we'll move on to our uh, title contenders and 2025 on the Patreon modern day regional Bloomington South, Columbus North, Jasper, Edgewood, and Floyd Central. Storyline, least, least treacherous path here, Josh. Fifth projected team is only 40th in Indiana. Yeah, sometimes it's just how the cookie crumbles. Um, it seems like outside of the top four, if one of these teams has a big breakout star, you know, two girls that really improve, an impactful freshman, like any 10 teams could leap up into – into contention of making it out. Yeah, I like Floyd's chances just based on tradition. And it is a it, you know, it's it feels weird for you or I to call any school a big school since you went to Fishers and now we both coach at Carmel. But it is in the southern uh regional, it it is a, a rather large school. Who's your team outside the top five? Uh not far outside the top five, but Bloomington North. I think they have they return five. Um, and they have just have an established program, you know, a bigger size school. I think if any of, as we see it now, if any of the teams outside of the top five are going to make it, and I think it'd be them. Okay, so my team is Corden Central. I'm a big Corden fan. I got a Corden shirt. Um, they're coming off the only two qualifications they've had in school history. They're projected at 16.1% chance to make it. They do have a, a good amount of those girls coming back that have run in the state meet the past couple of years. It, it takes five and they don't have, you know, five coming back that project to be in the top five in that regional. Um, but they're getting in an eighth grader, at least one, their middle school program, their elementary school programs. I know they they've worked really hard on that and they've, they've seen the fruits of that labor here over these last couple of years. Um, they're probably on the outside, but if it's open, I, I just see them as a team that could be in the mix there. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Here's what I put for that modern day regional locks, Bloomington South and Columbus North. We'll talk at least about Bloomington South here in the, in the title contenders, uh, and then contenders to advance Jasper, Edgewood, Floyd, Bloomington North and Cord. And I put them in that order that's i guess how i how i like them in terms of likelihood uh last two minutes here let's get just really really quickly into the title contenders and if you want to hear a lot more on this uh head to the patreon uh you can join and then it's a seven day uh free trial uh and and then you'll like it and you'll subscribe for future content uh i project three and a half title contenders in this order 
and, and not in this order, sorry, alphabetical order. Here's my half, Bloomington South, Carmel, Hamilton Southeastern, and Homestead. No runaway favorites. And then I've got another three teams that I call the continuity clan that have just kind of been around and had the same coach. So if you want to hear more, go to patreon.com slash Indiana runner, and we will have that up uh, for that again, free seven day trial, $5 a month, or there's a big uh, annual discount. Hey, thanks for coming on. Go hounds. And I will see you on the Patreon. Go hounds. I got my swagger back. Oh, oh. I love my guys. I love my little dudes. They my little guys. I love them.